Podcasting from a small town in the Bible Belt, you're listening to the Environmental Christian Podcast. No, that is not an oxymoron. It's a podcast for environmentalists and Christians and Christian environmentalists and environmental Christians. Just keep listening. It's a podcast for you. I was in downtown Nashville for a conference one day, and I realized that a friend's daughter was competing in a gymnastics meet just a few blocks away. I hadn't eaten breakfast, so I didn't want to skip lunch, but I wanted lunch from a specific restaurant. I decided that if I booked it to the restaurant and got my order to go, I could then book it to the meet and eat lunch there. So that's what I did. I dashed through the crowded streets, ignored the man in tattered clothes rummaging through overflowing trash bins, and made it to the meet in time. I don't have time to worry about the world's problems. Ignorance is bliss. Have you ever heard this excuse before? I don't have time to worry about the world's problems. Ignorance is bliss. The New Testament is filled with Jesus modeling this statement and idiom. Jesus didn't have time to worry about the world. He was more worried about preserving his life. Wait, that doesn't sound right. If Jesus had only worried about saving his own life, then he would have done nothing that angered people enough to want him dead. Now bear with me. I want to go back to my story in Nashville. It didn't quite happen that way. The sidewalk in Nashville was packed and I was in a hurry. I was dodging and slipping by people as fast as I could, making calculations as to the best way to get from point A to point B when I caught a glimpse of someone by a trash can. My view was then blocked by a person and my mind was processing what I had seen. Then I saw him again. The man was beside the trash can with a styrofoam container. He opened it, pulled something out, and tossed it back in the trash. He moved very quickly. I wasn't sure if it was his container or if he had picked it out of the overflowing trash bin. I saw him again. This time I knew he was looking for food in the trash cans. I felt an urging to catch up to the man and give him my lunch. Before I could talk myself out of it, I started chasing the man through the crowd trying to catch him. I finally caught the man and handed him my lunch, which he took, and then we were separated by the crowd. I started shaking as I crossed the street. I was overwhelmed with emotion. To see someone hungry enough to go through the trash was overwhelming. Having felt the spirit urging me to give the man my lunch and I actually obeyed was overwhelming. I could easily have talked myself out of it. What if the man didn't like guacamole tacos? What would I eat for lunch? My head started in on all kinds of excuses, but I ignored them and was on a mission. I still think about this experience a lot. If we ignore all the problems and all the bad in the world, what does that leave us with? Without knowing pain, how do we know joy? Without hunger, how do we know fullness? Without struggle, how do we know success? I'm not even sure what scriptures to talk about with this excuse. 
I don't want it to seem like I'm proof texting. Jesus' whole ministry was taking the time to help people with illnesses, diseases, and even death. Jesus was involved in the lives of others. He even kept up with politics. The go-to scripture to refute a lot of excuses, and the one I'll use here, is Matthew 22, 37-39. In these two verses, Jesus summed up the Jewish laws with love God and love neighbor. It's hard to love your neighbor if you ignore them. Americans make up about 5% of the world's population, yet if the world consumed like Americans, we would need almost four planets to sustain the world's population. That's something we can't ignore. We only have one planet. And 7 out of 10 Americans claim some branch of Christianity, so if the world's population consumed like us, we'd still need more than one planet. What's going on? So, maybe if we don't want to worry about the world's problems, can we possibly take a look at our own? We have a problem. We are consumed with consuming. We are storing up treasures on earth and not in heaven. So, what do we do? One of the first things we can do is an audit. We can do a home energy audit, but we can also audit our purchases, audit our recycling. You can do searches online to help you. Right now, my family is really good at recycling. But I have to ask myself, why do we have so much recycling? What can we not buy? Can we buy something in different packaging or no packaging? Can we buy in bulk? Am I buying things to feed a need or a want? Honestly, there's more to it than that. While doing an audit can help us see our buying habits and hopefully encourage us not to buy so much in the first place, there's an underlying issue with consumption, and it affects our neighbors. In a class I was teaching, I asked the adults to tell me where chairs come from in the context of resources. The first answer I heard was China, which was probably true, but I was asking more about materials and the natural resources that go into making chairs. Wood... Minerals like aluminum, resin, chemicals, fabric. These have to be cleared, mined, and fabricated. They are built in factories that use tons of resources like energy and water. Then, they have to be shipped in containers by ocean from places like China. Our stuff causes a lot of damage not only to the planet, but to our human and non-human neighbors. Now, I don't want to overwhelm you with information and make you feel helpless, so go do the audit and work on that. Then, when you're good at saying no to buying stuff you don't need or taking your reusable bags to the market, start looking at what you buy. Maybe you start buying organics, whether it's food or clothing, and that's a whole other topic. Start learning more about your favorite brands, 
where they are made, how they source their materials, and whether they pay a fair wage. The biggest thing you can do? Start. Hey, thanks for listening to The Environmental Christian. If you have a question or comment pertaining to the podcast or Christians in the environment, please send me an email at environmentalchristian at gmail.com or check out The Environmental Christian on Facebook. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace.